Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me once again is Colin Mitchell. How you doing, Bruni? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? Doing doing as good as I can. Yeah. Um, I was able to just chill and watch some football yesterday. Got to watch the Texas-Oklahoma game. How'd um, that go? Not great for my, my Longhorns. Okay. But that's okay. That's okay. all right. Just had to um, double check on that. And then got to watch Alabama-Georgia. That was a fun game as well. Um, I mean, what a – gosh, Jalen Hurts just to be able to come in and do what he did was amazing. But we have far more important things to talk about in the Denton area. Far more. Far, far more important things. So I – initially this week, I was like – I was thinking about this podcast. I was like, man, I mean, there's not too much to talk about. You know, there's, the game, there's no game. Um, also, the Conference USA Championship, uh, UAB ended up beating Middle Tennessee – on a field goal, I believe it was 27-25, I believe it was the final. Yeah. But congratulations to UAB. Definitely the best team in Conference USA, in my opinion. Uh, but, so, oh, anyways, I was saying that early in the week, I kind of had trouble, like, thinking about, man, this is going to be a short podcast. What are we going to talk about? And then bombs start dropping. Bombs. Complete Nukes. bombs. Nukes. Uh, we, we hear word from the Kansas State 24-7 site who does a great job. I highly recommend going to check them out. Um, I believe it's Go Go Wildcat. Go Powercat, I believe it is. Uh, they do a great job. And so they basically announced or put on their uh, VIP board that they were trying, Kent State is trying to, was trying to pressure Bill Snyder out of, out of his job, basically. Pressure yeah. him into retirement. And, I mean, Bill Snyder is ancient, for those of you who know or keep keep up with football. I believe he's in his 80s, somewhere around there. He's old. He's old. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so they're trying to, you know, get him out, get him out. And he's kind of – he was kind of resisting for a little bit. And then they announced that once Snyder's gone, that Latrell – Seth Latrell from North Texas will be their top target. This was on, what, Thursday? Thur- Wednesday? Thursday, like yeah, that. it was on Thursday. Thursday. And – so once that happened, everyone was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Everyone calm down. But nobody was calm. Everyone was panicking on Twitter. It was the, the button funniest was pushed. thing. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, I've never seen so much activity around North Texas sports before. <laughs> it was, it was quite a sight. The thing is, it's hilarious because then on Friday, I believe it was, uh, Seth posted that photo of, um, what was it? Yeah, pull it, it up was on like, it, was, it was uh, saying, something about how. The Mean Green they, Standard. It was yeah. That's what he said. He said the Mean Green Standard, and it said uh, North Texas has the best FBS record. That's what it is. The best FBS record of any team in Texas. That's what it said. Yeah. He tweeted that on, I believe, Friday, I believe. Yeah, he tweeted that uh, two days ago, and it's a pinned tweet now. Jesus. And it, it literally is a picture of him <laughs> in the graphic wearing a North Texas shirt. With with the state of Texas behind him. With the state of Texas <laughs> behind him. Um. I don't know what to think. The, the comment sections was pretty funny. I'm building oh. up, building oh. up, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. The so com- in that comment section, let's just. The Kansas State fans were there. The yeah, North Texas got, fans were there fighting. We have, we have a Kansas State fan that tweeted a picture of Seth in a Kansas State, like, <laughs> polo. polo. And it was it was North Carolina Seth, so this isn't this isn't general general Seth Jesus. with his with his fresh cut. But you have tons of Kansas State fans in here with gifts with, like, this is, like, family across the thing and it's like k-state yeah everywhere and it's like get get out of get out of his mentions please please <laughs> yeah, that's what all the north texas fans were saying they were all in there getting all riled up uh and 
So that happened, and so the buzz kept growing, growing, growing. Finally today, as of about two hours ago, we're recording this at about, what, 2.30? At about 12.30 or so, news broke that Bill Snyder was officially gone from Kansas State. They officially, they, they got him out of there. And uh, it kind of, Bill Snyder is basically all Kansas State's ever known as far as winning goes. I believe he won 60% of his games while he was there, so... Yeah. I mean, he's a great coach. He's a legend. Yeah, so following him up is going to be tough, I mean, theoretically, for anybody. Right. Uh, but they forced him out, and now everybody's looking at Seth. All the all eyes are on Seth Luttrell. Um, it's going to be – I don't know how fast this is going to go. We could know by Monday. We could know after the bowl game. Yeah. I, I have no clue. It's not unprecedented for a coach to make their decision about where they're going – before the, the bowl if game. If they're going. Yeah, if they're going. Yeah. Yeah, before their bowl game. Like, it's, it happens all the time. But uh, it just would feel weird if Seth announced that, like, on Monday with the bowl yeah. game. I mean, the thing is, we'll get into this later. Uh, I didn't even lay out this podcast, but we're going to talk about Seth. We're going to talk about the New Mexico Bowl, which was just announced. and hasn't even been officially announced, but it's basically 99% chance that North Texas is going to the New Mexico Bowl to play right. Utah State <laughs> on December 15th, which is less than two weeks away. So, I don't know. When you look at Seth, it's kind of like, can you just wait those two weeks and then announce it? <laughs> <But then, laughs> please. Yeah, please. But um, just for kind of like the senior class, like that would be great if you could just like get through these two weeks before – um, you're announcing anything unless you're, you're announcing that you're not taking the job, of course. But uh, and I'm not. I I don't know if I'm coming off as saying as sounding like he's for sure going to Kansas State because um, I don't I don't know. I've heard things from sources and from um, people that it's 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 going to be a very very close decision for him. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to make it sound like he's for sure leaving. But if he does, I would I would love for him. I think everyone would love for him to wait till after the bowl game in two weeks because it's not like they play a late bowl game, you know. Uh, but I mean, we, who knows? We could know. We, we could know tomorrow. And um, if if we do, it's going to be a really really intriguing next few weeks with how players respond, with how recruits respond, with how Mason responds, with how everyone responds. Um, but just what what what's this process been like? For in your eyes, from what you've seen from the general public of North Texas fans, and um, just kind of how Seth's handled this, how do you feel like he's handled this? I think Seth's handled it fine. I mean, there's no—he's not creating any controversy. It's besides purely the, besides the tweet, huh? Besides the tweet, Bes- maybe. I mean, besides that tweet. But I'm talking about like controversy that he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's no, there's none of that. But I've never seen North Texas fans so fired up, and it's—I think it's a—it's good to see that they're this passionate right now because i don't know it's although it's kind of annoying because everyone's freaking out and expects seth to stay here the rest of his career it's it's good to see that there's some kind of uh i guess actual loyal fan base that cares (laughs) because i mean you wouldn't you didn't see that five years ago um so i think that's good um but i mean hires happen north texas and power five school so yeah uh I do want to plug a little bit that when, well, if theoretically, if Seth leaves, um, we will at Mean Green twenty four seven. We will have immediately have like a hot board up for new potential coaching candidates. We'll have um, a lot of different sources giving us information. Um, I have some 
um, coaches in mind. But yeah. I'm, I'm obviously you want to wait till everything comes to fruition. Cause, but you just have to be prepared, you know. Right. I think everyone's kind of preparing for Seth's the worst. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you have to prepare for the worst. I think in a way, and I, I think an interesting. I think one thing to look at as well is if potentially Seth leaves. I think the first thing that we're gonna do at 24/7 is try to look at see how the recruits respond. Because yeah. I mean, this has been the best class basically ever for North Texas with 20, I believe it's 20 or no. Right now, I think it's 18 three-star commits. Yeah, then you for have this those, team, and you have a few four-stars in there. Um, no, you don't. No, you I don't. thought you had the two linebackers that are four. No, stars. they're not three. They're not four-star. They're, they're not four-stars. Star. Okay. No. Uh, you have 18 three-stars and three two-stars as of right now on the 24/7 composite. Um, so you still have space in there to even fill fill that up, but I just I want to see how that kind of plays out because you could see half of those drop. I feel like if 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 Seth leaves, it's almost like the program is kind of falling off a cliff like it was before he came because he built something so fast and then when he leaves, I mean, basically it's gone. It yeah, okay, yeah, you bring up an interesting point because him leaving as fast as he built this program up could is definitely worse than somebody like let's say, I don't, I don't want to compare, but let's say Scott Frost at UCF, who kind of was there um, and kind of made it into a little bit more long-term right. success, uh, and then he left, and they were still good, and they're still really good. Yeah. So, but with Seth, it kind of felt like it was just a snap of the fingers, and they were good because that's what happened. And now, if if he leaves potentially, you kind of you don't have that backbone that strength that core muscle that can keep you really good you don't have seth's recruits even in there really i mean besides i mean you have you have seth's recruits in there but you don't have years of seth recruits in there you only have like you don't you don't have the legacy of the quote-unquote mean green standard like yeah north texas is is four years ago like we we always talk about this four years ago this team was i mean the program was nothing Mm -hmm. and if it, right now the legacy of this North Texas program is Seth Luttrell and Mason Fine, and Mason leaves in a year, so yeah. I mean, if Seth leaves this year, then you lose theoretically half your recruits. We'll just say, yeah, well, yeah, just we'll just, just say, say more more or less you lose lose half your recruits. You lose the, I guess the, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, I mean, you lose your backbone, and then yeah, you, you also you lose your backbone. Let's but you not also forget lo- this defense has seniors on it yeah that's what i'm saying so you lose i mean you lose everything that seth has built almost in a way mm-hmm. like you it, it came it's gonna come just as quick as it or it's gonna leave just as quick as it, quick as it came it's gonna be it'd be a shock because this is, isn't because i don't seth leaving is not just a coach leaving i mean you have to replace seth you have to replace all those recruits i mean there's a whole lot more into than just seth leaving like you said there's no there's no time for like a foundation to be built. It's like you built a house and then it's just moving to a new place. The one good thing though about Seth doing really really well and potentially having the, even having just the opportunity to move to Kansas State after 3 years here. The good thing of that is that people might look at North Texas and say, you know, Seth did it in 3 years, why can't I do it in 3 years? Like go from an assistant at a decent school like North Carolina, like Indiana, like let's say an assistant at Arizona sees this and he's a bright young guy and he's like, 
if Seth Luttrell can do this, why can't I do it? You know, yeah. like Seth Luttrell has a resume. I mean, before North Texas's resume is good, it's not. It's not amazing. It's yeah. North Carolina, Indiana, Texas Tech. Um, but I think it just op- kind of opens the door for a lot more sharp guys to look at North Texas and be like, this could be a. While it's still um, a stepping stone um, university or a stepping stone school. I think that it just raises the bar as far as where it is as a stepping stone school, if that makes sense. You I know? agree. Yeah, it's not. It's this isn't a team where, because even, go ahead. I'm like sorry. you're, you're not gonna come into this job and, not saying Seth didn't do this, but people that I mean, people are gonna come to this job and be like, okay, where am I gonna be in five years? Type of thing. Exactly. I think now it's not like that. People can come here and almost stay here, if they come in potentially. Potentially, because I mean. It's not the worst team in FBS. You don't you don't need to try to make something happen so then you can make your resume better for a bigger school. This is more of a it'd be more of a job where you're trying to build on basically what's left almost yeah. type of thing. And um, the thing is, whoever comes in, um, again, this is all theoretical. Seth could stay. I still put it at like fifty fifty. Yeah, it's Seth tough. It's tough. So I'm not. But we're we're you have to kind of prepare for the, the worst. worst. You have to because if if you don't, then you're just gonna be caught off guard and you're gonna be like oh my gosh what do we do uh the thing is i think seth being good so young in this program and as quick as he did it i just really think that it opens the doors for other coaches to come in and be like i can win nine games here i can recruit the dfw area really well i can hit the oklahoma arkansas regions really well i can build my name up at this program because seth Luttrell did it so successfully and i think no, no matter what group of five school you're at, even Central Florida, Scott Frost went to Nebraska over Central Florida. Right. Like, that's still kind of staggering, right? Like, yeah. he looked at Nebraska and said, I probably have a better chance to do bit better things there than I do at UCF. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, look at UCF. They've won 25 straight games, and they're not in the Final Four. Like, you, it doesn't matter how much success you have at a place, uh, at a group of five school, there is going to be a ceiling for what you can accomplish. Right. Um. And so it's kind of just a logical thing to move up to that power five level. And as long as that's the case, you're, you just want to be, you just want to be at the top of that group of five level, which I think Seth the trail has gotten North Texas up to that level. And with, with, with his impact on this program, I think that it's just going to pave the way for a lot more young, smart, dynamic coaches to come through in the future. Because I really don't think, I don't like hires that are 65-year-old coaches coming in at group of five schools trying, I to, agree because trying to instill their... Because then, you, then you're, you're selling yourself away from mediocrity. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, you, you can be good. You can have a good coach, but there's no... I, I just feel like there's, a, there's like a ceiling almost. Does that make sense? For older coaches? Yeah, uh, not for old, I mean... You can have success with an older coach, like you said, but there's a ceiling for the program with an older coach. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of you know what they are. Yeah, so. you, you know what they are. You know what you're gonna get, and it's. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like you. What you have is what you. The thing about Seth, what what makes Seth special is his kind of. He doesn't have a big personality, mm-hmm. but he's extremely driven. He's extremely disciplined. He's extremely. Um, caring about what he does and it really it shows through the players i mean when you talk to yeah. mason fine when you talk yeah. to anybody jalen guy and you talk to nick smith you talk to even ejg and brandon garner um who brandon garner was was here way before seth got here 
and you just looked at them and you kind of see Seth Luttrell's mentality and you in them. Yeah. So it's kind of like his approach as a coach is refreshing in a way. And I just feel like you get that when you get those, you know, young coaches that yeah. are 35 to 45 years old, let's say. So um, I just think that's probably the route that North Texas will go if they, if Seth Luttrell um, decides to move on. Um, I really, for selfish reasons, I hope he doesn't. I, <laughs> I think that everybody, well, obviously everyone wants him to stay, but I think that the expectation before all this news hit um, was kind of that he was going to see out the season, the, the next year with Mason, and then go. Yeah. It's kind of like after next season, I feel like nobody would be upset, right? Yeah, because, I mean, then it's kind of like the end of an era. It's like you give him. Type em, of thing. You like, know what I'm saying? Yeah, you it's give like the Mason, Mason Fine and Seth the Trail era. Um, but I have a question. It's how much of this, because say you don't get Mason Fine, mm-hmm. like how much, how much of this can you, obviously Seth coaches Mason Fine. I get that. But how much do you attribute this to mason as much as seth i just i this is it's a question that everybody i feel like asks like but i just think while mason fine is obviously 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 a top 15 quarterback in the country you lowered him this time by the way <laughs> no no because um, i know i'm just messing with yeah, you. yeah i know people people always i don't know i just want to be safe in what i say i i don't know if he's top 10 or not he's really he's just amazing for the group of five level he's definitely one of the best um, but it's just hard to kind of put a number on it because you look at Mason, he has success, but I mean, Seth kind of, Seth found him. Right. First of all. Right. Which I give and credit then, to. And then Seth kind of put in an offense, him and Graham Harrell kind of put in an offense to make him pretty successful. And we've seen this year Mason be extremely efficient, mm-hmm. not force the ball as much, you know. He's been really good. He's been great for a majority of it. But, I mean, to put a number on it, I just think it's kind of tough. I mean, I, I don't think I could put anything on it besides 50-50. But um, obviously, if I, if you're asking if Mason wasn't here, if Seth had the same opportunities. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying because you, you, we, we talk about, like, Seth creating this thing for new coaches to come in and be like, oh, hey, maybe I can do the same thing Seth did, like you were saying. Yeah. But he also had Mason fine. What's the chances that North Texas gets a top 15 – top even 20 quarterback in the country in the country i mean because before that is good because before that you had Derek thompson in 2013 and he only started two seasons and yeah obviously the hope is that once you recruit better and you recruit good three-star quarterbacks um that one of them will will come out to be something good i mean you have a ton of young quarterbacks on this team mm-hmm. a lot of freshmen sophomores case and martin Cade pearson you can go down the list but the hope is that one of those will hit in the same way that Mason hit, uh, kind of. So just you give yourself a better chance as you recruit better. And that's what right. I'm saying that with North Texas being better as a program, because because of Seth the Trail, the recruiting will be better in the future if they get a capable coach in the future. So mm-hmm. I don't think the drop-off is going to be that big. But um, we've talked about it before. The, the big thing for this team is that their defense is really is top-notch. Yeah, this season. Yeah, this season. So, I mean, you just you have to find different ways to win. And um, I think there's definitely coaches out there that can take over North Texas' job if Seth leaves and do a fine job with it. I think they can get there, – there are coaches out there. You just – the hard part is finding them, right. which is Ren Baker's job, not my job, thankfully. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a very <laughs> difficult job because if you do get that wrong, then – 
then you're your hated. Yeah, then <laughs> you're hated. Your job's yeah. on the line. I mean, ask Ricky V. I mean, you have tough time getting yeah. through it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of a tough question, but it's it's an interesting way to look at this era as a whole. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of weird to ask, but if Seth stays, is it just business as usual? Hmm. Are we just gonna act That's like, interesting. We, I think we just gonna I think like if Seth happened? stays, it's more of a you're you're renting him until for the next season, basically. I think I think. But I, the, you don't think the players already know that? I think the players know that, but like we've said, the ones that have been th- with him throughout this three years are leaving either this year or next. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he leaves next year along with Mason, it's. It is what it is, almost. You know what I'm saying? This year, it it's it just it feels like if he leaves this year, he's he's leaving something on the table. Mm-hmm. He's leaving, like say the a a conference and, championship. Yeah, let's say eleven and one season, right? Ranked and all exactly. This stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. You're leaving that like, all on the table for a K State job, which is just again still odd to me for me to think about because you asked me at the beginning of the season if he's going to go to K State because Bill Snyder's going to retire. I'd be like, nah. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, last week. Yeah, so I went back and listened to our podcast last week to kind of see what we were saying, and I was talking about North Carolina and Texas Tech primarily. Obviously, mm-hmm. both of those are filled. Yeah, once. we both thought we both thought K State was not. Yeah, we thought K State was below those two jobs. Yeah, and it it might have been to Seth, but this is what I was saying last week, to where if Seth wants to leave, he is going to leave. If he if there is a decent Power Five job out there, which Kansas State is, it's a decent Power Five job. If if he wants that opportunity. It doesn't matter if it's Kansas State or if it's um, Oregon State. He's going to go take that and try to build that as quickly as possible and then go to Oklahoma or somewhere like that. Right. Um, the only thing that makes me hesitate is that Lincoln Riley is still at Oklahoma. And we've talked about it before is that Seth – we thought Seth would want to wait to see what Lincoln Riley does mm-hmm. and then throw his hat into the ring for Oklahoma because – if you get obviously if you get the Oklahoma job, I mean that's your set for life. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that, that that that's his last job. Yeah, <laughs> that's, um, that's, or that's, or I mean, if, or if you get fired from there, if you leave there, you easily can get another Power Five coaching job, unless if you tank it. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma but I mean, Lincoln Riley kind of showed. Lincoln Riley's thirty four, I believe. Yeah, he's young. I mean, he's so he's younger than Seth. So it's not like it's unprecedented for Oklahoma to have a young coach. It's not like you have to have Bob Stoops back there coaching. So. If I'm Seth, I'm waiting for Lincoln Riley to leave or make a decision, and then I'm acting. But Kansas State probably doesn't want that, right? right. So you're caught in the uh, you're caught in the middle. So you have to make a decision. Uh, again, I if from my perspective, I I'm, I'm obviously not Seth Luttrell. I've only talked to Seth Luttrell one time outside of a press conference or outside of a, asking him a question. Right. And it was I called him Seth one time. I, he he grabbed a magazine right next to me. I was waiting to talk to Ren Baker. And it's kind of side sidetrack, but I was waiting to talk to Ren Baker. Um, a dude comes up, grabs a magazine from right next to me or something, or a newspaper, I don't remember what it was, and I'm on my phone, I look up and it's uh Seth and I was like, Oh, hey Seth, like shocked and I called him Seth and I was like, Oh no <laughs> and, and he was like and I was like, I I mean I mean coach. I mean coach and he's like, Oh, it don't matter, you can call me, you can call me Seth, that's my name, right? And I was like I was like you're like, you're thank there. you. You're right, thank coach. You. It, it is I'm your, sorry. It is your I'm name. Sorry. It is your name. It's not coach. You're right. <laughs> oh, but that was the only time I talked to him outside of the outside of asking him a question. So, um, so I'm not gonna act like I know what he's what he's thinking. I'm not gonna act right. like I've been to his house. You know, 
and or anything, but uh, for me, why not just l wait for Lincoln Riley to make a decision? And if nothing else is open after Lincoln Riley makes a decision, just come back to North Texas for one more year and run it back. But then it's almost see. There's that side, but the, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate. Go ahead, no, um, please do. There, you also have the the idea of what if next season does not go as planned? Yeah, that's Mason gets injured. You go six and six. Yeah, you go six and six, and then no one's interested. What happens at that point? So it's almost it's like it's like a a college player thinking of foregoing his final year of eligibility to go to pros to because he doesn't want to get injured and trying to get his when he can. Mm -hmm. So it's it's, but see, I think it's different in this this instance because. Obviously, it's not the same scenario, but I just feel like it's different because Seth has proven that he can, like, mm -hmm. make things happen. Yes. He, he doesn't, like, he. I don't think he relies on Mason. Mason wins most of the games because of him. Like, we, North Texas wins most of the game because of Mason, but I, would, I wouldn't say that uh, Seth relies on Mason. Does that make sense? Yes, no, it, it makes complete sense. So, so I, don't, I don't think that that is a... Great argument, but I, I do see that side. I completely see that side, but I mean it's 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 the basics in risk reward. Right. It's the complete basic risk reward situation. Um, do you fight and try to win nine nine games next year? And that for sure, three straight years of nine win seasons at any Group Five school will get you a Power Five job. And yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, for we sure. saw Chad Morris get. Yeah, Arkansas in five wins. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean that that will for sure ensure you anything. It will just bolster your resume a ton because it won't it won't be a fluke at that point. Right. It won't be a fluke at all. And if you give Mason Fine to have three straight historic seasons again, that just kind of goes onto your resume as well. You are maybe even seen as seen as a quarterback. Not not gonna say guru, but you're a quarterback guy a, co a coach that can get quarterbacks to play well yeah so i mean one more season of that and you're just you're set but the counter argument like you said is if they go six and six i mean maybe even seven and five wouldn't even be on if a you have a season thing. that's worse than this year it lowers i don't know maybe eight and four would be okay depending on the wins depending on the bowl game as well yeah but uh so i mean there's just a lot of theoretical things that are should go into this decision i'm sure seth is going to heavily heavily weigh everything i don't know when we're gonna know this um i th we had heard on thursday that it was gonna be monday which is tomorrow but then snyder's decision getting pushed pushed back to today kind of i feel like ruins it but we'll kansas see. state i feel like wants to move quickly i agree so you have to to recruit you do you do you have to move quickly and, and we saw that and we saw that when seth came here he announced mm -hmm. it before unc's uh bowl yeah. game and then he came here right after the game yep so, it's going to be really, really fun to watch this next week. We might even have an emergency podcast. Who knows? The first time with that new mic. With the new mic. <laughs> Doing it out of my room. Oh, man. If we have an emergency podcast, then we might just have to burn everything. Burn everything down. Be. Well, you never answer the question. What does it do? Because I answered it. If Seth leaves, what happens Like to the program? Do you think the program is left better off when he leaves and i'm not saying in a then sense when he of, got here i'm not but i'm not saying in a sense of um like image or anything because obviously the team has a better image mm -hmm. but i'm saying in terms of a job for someone to take 
Is it? For sure. I mean, if if Mason Fine is staying, I think this is a really, really hot spot for a young coach to be. Because you get one year of Mason Fine, and you potentially can win nine games your first year as a head coach or, like, you know, as a young coach. I don't see why you wouldn't take that. Like, that's that's gold. That's What if big. Mason leaves? If Mason leaves, then it's obviously not as hot. And it's kind of just like – it's kind of a tough situation there. But you still have – it's still a really good area. It's – I mean, it's da- Dallas-Fort Worth area. You have evidence that this team can get good recruits. Like, you have evidence that this team can be a top 60 recruiting class in the country. Mm-hmm. So – there's a lot of evidence there. There's a lot of evidence that this team can win Conference USA. And if you win a conference at the FBS level, you're going to be talked about in yeah. the country. Yeah. I so. mean, we saw UAB get talked about yeah. all day yesterday. Oh, so. God. We saw a lot of stories about them, you know, yeah. the whole narrative. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say about the impact you, of him. You, you know, what would be, this is just completely don't have any reason to say this. Oh, but God. if Seth did leave uh-huh. and Kyler Murray is no longer a OU sooner, if Mason transferred to OU... How wild would that be? All right, well, and that is on. a tangent that I'm we're, done with now. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Imagine yeah, how weird yeah. that be. <laughs> you, you Oklahoma backups to Kyler Murray, who are probably like four or five star recruits. You Mason Fine, Mason Fine, Mason Fine is here. All right, let's relax. All right, a little five five eleven Mason Fine walking into a room with probably like six four quarter forced four or five star quarterbacks. He'd show all of them up. No, Mason Fine is great. Don't get me wrong, I love Mason, but it's just kind of funny. Be like, yeah, I know you committed here as like a four or five. And then he wins group. the Heisman and then the national championship and beats Alabama. Any, all right, I'm done any, with Anyways, <laughs> all right. Anyways, um, we have something else to talk about today. I kind of touched on it before, but more breaking news is that New, the New Mexico Bowl is North Texas' destination. How do, how do you feel about that? Oh, there you go. Sarcastic claps. These aren't, no, that's too loud. Those are actual sorry, claps. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. Sarcastic claps. Well, um, what was supposed to be the first responders bowl? We believed was, was we believed it was going to be the Dallas first responders bowl. Yes. And it is now the eight and a half hours away New Mexico bowl. Just so North Texas can have all those fans show up, just like they did this did, season. Did in we Apogee. get an official word on who was playing at the um, Utah Anderson. State? Oh, you talking about first responders bowl? Oh, sorry. I'm looking at. It's going to be a press conference tomorrow yeah no i'm talking about the first responder bowl did we find out who was going to be there Let me no just i don't it up. i don't think so uh dallas first responders bowl but anyways north texas bernie and i talked about this they were supposed to are supposed to it'd be better if they had the bowl here because you have the home field or home field you get some galvanization behind the team but now it is going to be farther away than the new orleans bowl huh Someone said, um, yeah, no, okay, so let, before we get into the who's playing in the first responders bowl, um, I definitely agree. But the thing is, we had heard from plenty of sources plenty. that— this is this is not just, like, us making stuff up. No, no, yeah. no, yeah, for sure. I mean, we make plenty of stuff up on this podcast, but there's— Like Mason going to OU. Yeah, there's, but there's plenty <laughs> of stuff that's actually real. And everybody told us that they were going to try to play a close-to-home bowl game. And that pretty much narrows it down to like the Frisco Bowl or like the De- or, right. the, or the First Responders Bowl, um, or at least one within like four areas, four hours of the Denton area. So I mean, people can drive to it and go to it and stuff. Uh, we were also told that New Orleans was kind of like a 
a destination bowl. I think that's what they call it. That's the exact wording is a yeah. destination bowl. So they, they wanted to have it to where three out of the four years they played close to I home. think it was basically like every other year. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then it was to give the seniors or whomever, a, a, I guess, a vacation of sorts. Like you said, destination bowl. But the thing is, it's not... New Mexico is farther than New Orleans. Uh, which I think is the craziest. This is which I think is crazier than, like, if you were to, t- I don't even know what to say. All right, here's what Br- I. Bernie Bernie was heated about this before the podcast. Okay, All yeah. right, Bernie, go I off. I was heated before the podcast. Button, because uh. Also, can while I do this, can you look up who's playing in the first responders bowl? I got you. That's that's the that's that was a part of my tangent because I was just kind of like okay, um, first of all, this game is eight and a half hours away. All right. Um, it's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's not in New Orleans. It doesn't have Bourbon Street. It doesn't have all the amenities that New Orleans have. It doesn't. It's not being played in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Um, I actually don't even know where it's being played. It could be played at. Where is this even being played at? Dreams. Dr- what the hell? Dream Style Stadium. Don't ask me where that is. Um, I'm assuming that's a, some college stadium. But uh, basically. I just don't understand if North Texas had an option, if North Texas had an option to play in the first responders bowl against whoever is they would be pitted against there or the New Mexico bowl against Utah state. I just don't understand why New Mexico would be the choice. I could be very uninformed in that. Please correct me if I'm wrong or if you know anything, because we're kind of recording this on like short notice of the pod, um, of the uh, bowl games. We haven't even heard the official word of the bowl game yet, but I just don't understand why. All signs pointed to the first responders bowl being right. the actual bowl that North Texas was going to go to, and it, even if it's against BYU, I still would love that. Even if it, even though it's the day after Christmas, I would love that. Um, did you find who's in in the bowl game we right now? I can't find it. It's not announced. It doesn't seem like. Um, but it was. But the prediction from Brett McMurphy was um, Marshall, Marshall and Minnesota. In Minnesota, um, I had heard also Marshall versus Duke um, was something else I just saw on Twitter. Um, something I just pulled up. Uh, bowl set. Oh, I'm looking through Brett McMurphy's Twitter right now. The um, the thing is, if that's true. Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Who? Let me see his latest one. Yeah, he still has Marshall versus Minnesota. That's his one. I would rather play Minnesota than Utah State, first of all. That's the first thing. So if you have an option for that, you definitely take Minnesota. Second of all, it's at home. All right, It's not in Albuquerque, which is eight and a half hours away, which nobody's going to be able to go to the day after Christmas. Wait, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. In two weeks, I'm thinking, I was just looking at the first responders bowl. Um, no one's going to be able to go to on December 15th. I mean, it's kind of just like, if you're going to make it that far, why not just try, try to make it a really, go back to the New Orleans bowl. You need to make it somewhere that's at least flashy, like New Orleans is. You know what I mean? Like no thing one, is, Utah State's probably, I don't even, I haven't looked this up, but Utah State's probably, what, four hours away from Albuquerque? Yeah. Something like that. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be just like the New Orleans Bowl where there was tons of Troy's fan, Troy fans yeah. and no North Texas fans. It's going to be tons of Utah fans, Utah State fans, sorry, and no North Texas fans. The, 
I just worry. I just worry that this and Utah this State's game, a top twenty-five team. Yeah, that's, we haven't even gotten into that yet. So, I'm just talking about the semantics right. of the bowl. I just want to yeah fi- to finish up, um, wrap up my thoughts on the New Mexico Bowl. I think it's not good. Um, I worry that Utah State's gonna come out and really play well and beat North Texas. So if you lose eight and a half hours away in the New Mexico Bowl to Utah State. It's much worse than playing in New Orleans, losing to Troy, or playing at home and losing to Army. Especially the way this season's gone so far. Exactly. So I've said it on. I've been on record saying that I just want this team to win their bowl game. I feel like it's a huge, 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 huge thing for this team to win their bowl game, and Utah State is not going to be an easy team to play. No, whatsoever. Um, we can actually get into that. Let's 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 pre. I don't want to preview too much. We'll, I, we won't go over. We won't go over our predictions. Everything. No, we'll just talk about the for Utah sure. State for sure. Because um, we're gonna save that for next week because the game is literally in thirteen days, Colin. Yeah, and I can't. Isn't go. that unbelievable? Isn't that sad? Yeah, you can't go. I'm. I don't know if I can go. Eight and a half hours away. That's a long drive, and then have to be back on that Sunday. Why do we have to be back that Sunday? Oh, I guess we don't have to be. Oh, well, well, you want to pay going. for a hotel? You're not going. I don't oh, know, yes, going. yes. That's I what I'm saying. Back. We'll see. That's what I'm saying. We'll see. Anyways, I don't know, man. Utah it's State's a top 25 team, Bernie. <laughs> North Texas in the coaches. Okay, ball. let's go over what you what you found or what you found before the podcast. You found something about schedule strength. Go over that real quick. All right. Well, I don't know. Again, different sites have different. This isn't the ESPN one though. It's SB Nation. I don't know right, what formula they use. It, it gives a an idea. Yeah, of, but is it kind of is it necessary? I don't know if it's necessary, but I think it's a good build-up to uh, what could happen. The thing is, Utah State's strength schedule is pretty bad, too. But Utah State also averages tons of points a game. So both these teams have bad strength of schedules, basically. Right. Um, it kind of plays into that whole narrative that North Texas hasn't beaten a team with a winning record this year, which is true. Um, Utah State's strength of schedule is pretty bad, too. But you look at their – you look at both these teams' strength schedules and you see some bright spots on them right you see north texas you see smu arkansas um i don't know if you want to count liberty liberty's not bad but you see um decent wins i mean i don't even (laughs) i don't even know if you can consider the southern miss win really solid but uh fau so you have some some bright spots on there and then for utah state you have bright spots like byu blowing them out uh beating air force by 10 um Beating Hawaii. Beating Hawaii. Uh, you, you have some good results there, too. And so both these teams have their bright spots, but they also have losses in games that they could have won. We'll say Boise State. Um, Utah State lost to Boise State and lost to Michigan State by... Um, touchdown. By touchdown, basically, both of them. Both of them were a touchdown. Yeah, so both teams had chances to do better, but... I I um I fear because Utah State is putting up forty seven over forty seven points per game. Yeah. Also, just look, just saw this. Uh, Utah State doesn't have a head coach. Who's they, their head? They coach? just uh, named their oh, assistant. Well, because because uh, coach. he just left. Yeah. Did he take the job at? Uh, look him up. Oh man, I feel stupid. Everyone on this, everyone listening, to this is gonna know. Uh, is he the one that took the job at Tech at Texas Tech? Is it Matt Wells? Um, uh, probably. I'm trying to look. Yes, Matt yes. Wells. Yeah, and he took the job at Texas Tech. Yes, correct. Yes. Oh yeah. Sometimes I do know what I'm talking about. This is great. 
watch me be wrong. Make sure you're right. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. I looked, okay. I looked, I looked up. Okay. Um, but anyway, so yeah, they don't have a head coach. Okay. So, hey, both teams could be without a head coach. <laughs> Woo! If Seth is gone in less than two weeks, just shoot me. Jeez, man. <laughs> both teams without their head coach. <laughs> Graham, Graham Harrell, Harrell versus, versus Frank Mayo. Or, yeah, Frank Mayo, or however you say that. Man, so Utah State is putting up a ton of points. They've beaten the crap out of a lot of teams that they've played. Um, Speaking of BYU, they beat them 45-23. to 23. Yeah, I remember North Texas was supposed to play BYU in the first responders bowl. That was our prediction last week. That didn't happen. We're uh, bad at predicting things. We're, hey, we're not terrible. Um, we'll get into our, Next week, we got to do my, uh, my 10 bold predictions. Before the season, I predicted 10 bold that'll things. Redeem, that'll redeem us. It's going to make everybody think I'm a genius. I'm just going to say that right now. Got a lot right. So, anyways, it's been a somber week for North Texas football this week. They need to win this bowl game. In terms of a fan perspective. They need to win this bowl game. Do They they need to win this bowl game more than they need, we needed to win the last two. Well, they need to win Combined. this. Combined. Well, yeah, because we, I mean, we talked about this like every, like the last half the season. If they don't win this bowl game... The season of disappointment because you you are on the up and up and up and then this is supposed to be the year after you're hyped up you beat Arkansas and then it's almost like this season turns out to be a fluke because you can't like you said you can't beat a team with a winning record. Yeah. So, man, man, I'm just thinking if they lose this. Game. FAU is a winning record, don't they? Nope. Oh. Oh no, six and six, six and six, six and six. They were they were five and five entering this game. Five and seven. They lost to Charlotte. Um, yes. What? 27-24. Oh, no. So that Lane. still stands. Lane Kiffin. That still stands. What? North Texas has not beat a team that was above 500 on the season. I don't even know if they've beaten a team that is 500 on the season. What's SMU? Oh, God. I don't even want to look oh, at that. Oh, okay. But um, Incarnate Word is actually... Above okay, 500, does not, but okay, that's FCS. Sh- don't even get <laughs> other uh, five and seven. Woo. Southern Miss, I don't even remember. Woo. Uh, six and five. Because they had to skip that one game, I think, right? Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Maybe in one team with a above 500. With a, with a winning record that kind of doesn't really count as a winning record. Who? What game did they miss? They missed like a power five opponent. It was right? a hurricane game. That's all I know. <laughs> a hurricane game. They got done because of hurricane. Um... What minute? What, how long are we at, Colin? Because um, I feel, I feel like minutes. I feel like we've covered a lot. I feel like we've covered everything we wanted to cover. Right? I think so. Uh, the New Mexico Bowl. I don't. I don't know if I already said this. Okay, December fifteenth. I want to get the basics out of the way. Yes, December fifteenth. That's a Saturday. It's on one o'clock. It's at noon. I read noon. Okay, sure noon. Uh, if you're traveling up there, thank you. Thank you. Uh, North Texas family thanks you. Not from me, but they thank you. I'm not part of that. Uh, we will get previews up on that ASAP. Uh, there will be a lot of posting on the board, on VIP stuff, on this team, on this coaching situation, I should, I should say. And we'll know a lot next time we talk to y'all. So uh, if you – oh, special announcement. We didn't, we didn't announce this. Yeah, Colin. What is it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad. So, 
we had had some inquiries about posting oh. our podcast. Excuse me, Colin. Please, no, you can't talk anymore. I'm talking. I'm anymore. just acknowledging the fact please. that I remember. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. So we had had some requests to get our podcast on different platforms other than SoundCloud because, you know, some people don't like SoundCloud for whatever reason. Um, so we were we found a way, Colin found a way, to get our stuff on to is it Apple Apple Podcast? I yeah, I think podcast? They, Apple Podcast doesn't matter. They All right, it's Apple the same. Podcast, Apple Music Podcast, whatever. <laughs> so we are now on Apple Podcast. Big round of applause, soundboard. Um, big deal. Um, we're really excited for we're, that. We're moving up. We didn't have to do anything special. We didn't have to like. I mean, I guess they had to review it. We signed up, and they basically made sure that we weren't a hate hackers. Group. Yeah, hate hackers. <laughs> there you go. So so. Congratulations to us. We made it. We're just good enough to get by. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're on Apple um, Podcast. Apple Podcast now. So we will be tweeting that link out too. SoundCloud. We are still on Twitch streaming it. Uh, did we have any? We didn't have any questions, did we? Let me double check. Yeah, because you don't even have the, twi- the stream. I up. do have it up. No. Okay, no questions. Send us your questions, please. In the board and sign up for. 24-7 sports, VIP. Mean Green 24-7, yep. Sign it up. Um, post on the board. Post questions. Gabe, Brooks, and I have a lot of information that we haven't disclosed yet. Uh, so if you ask some questions, we will answer them, and we will give you some inside information from what we have. Uh, great recruiting stuff, great um, preview stuff for football, great basketball stuff, which we will be getting into in the next podcast uh, very soon, probably recorded like 20 minutes after this podcast. So... Thanks for joining us on SoundCloud, Apple, Apple Podcast, everything. Just, Twitch, play, just say everything now. Everything. We need to plug everything, Colin. Nothing can be unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> so follow him on Twitter at CJH Mitchell. Follow me on Twitter at Matt Bruni twenty five. We thank you for joining us and have a great week.